a lot of the problems people face when they feel like they, they, they can't create or they can't get started is really that they're looking for the inspiration first. They're, they're waiting for this bolt of inspiration and then they'll do something. Whereas I find it really works the other way around. That was Michaela Cristella. She's a designer and the founder and writer at For the Creators website this week on the Creative Habits Podcast. Hope you enjoy the show as we continue to explore creative habits. Is it the aha moment or is it the habit? Hi, I'm Michaela Cristello. I am a designer, all-round creative enthusiast, and the founder and writer at the website for the creators, where I blog about creativity, creative habits, and the whole creative experience. Nice. Now, you're you're. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. You're you're calling in, or basically, we're talking to you from Australia. You're. Um, it's morning time for you right now, and it um, is. Is is that your best time to create, or? Um, it probably depends on what I'm doing. So I do a few different things. The main uh, things are my design work, which I do uh, from a separate art studio, and my writing work on my website for the creators. So I find I really enjoy writing in the evenings. That's probably when my best work comes out when it all flows. Um, and I really, yes, I really enjoy doing that in the evenings. If I'm working on studio work, I really enjoy doing that in the daytime. So I like to get there in the mornings, set up and have the whole day ahead of me um, just to create. So it, it really depends on what it is in terms of what time of day. Nice, nice. So your studio work, what, what is your studio like? like uh, do you, have you been able to take, kind of like design that as much as you want to or do you just kind of um, devise around what was, what was there and, and kind of make it work? So I work in a studio in an artist warehouse. So there are six other artists working from the same space and I have a separate room. So within that room, I guess I've, I've created something which suits me. So I have everything set up there that I need to create. I have a big workbench area. I have my sewing machines because I do a lot of sewing and fabric work. Um, and then I have all of my materials and then I have the walls um, full of inspiration, uh, different pictures of art, photography, uh, different things I've found to inspire me, mood boards. So I've definitely made the space my own, um, I guess, in that way. So it's a, it's a really nice space to create from and it's wonderful having somewhere separate outside of my own home to have as my creative sanctuary. Yeah, nice. Now you're, have you found, how have you found that space has kind of changed for you? Do you, do you kind of switch it up on a regular basis or do you, because you mentioned there, the inspirational pieces and, and I didn't know, like, for example, if recently you might've changed something or if you, if you make plan changes or you just kind of, um, you know, might change things as uh, just a spur of the moment. Um, I guess, I guess it's evolving. So in terms of, you know, when I first moved into my studio, it was, it was very bare and it's definitely been a gradual process of, um, you know, developing the material that I have in there. So I'll add to it over time. I have a mood board, which I'll change regularly. So I'll completely change it based on what I'm working. So that's probably the part of my studio that changes the most in line with what I'm working on and what my current ideas are. So 
I did a new one about a month ago um, based on some new work I'm doing. But aside from that, I think it's it's a gradual process of you know adding new inspiration based on what's inspiring me and maybe taking down some pieces that aren't working anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so do you ever have it where, because you, you're one of those few people that I've talked to where, you know, you don't just have one medium, art medium, you know, you yes. have a couple. How do they kind of influence each other? Do you find that that they do or do you pretty much keep them separate or how does that work for you? Um, they definitely influence each other a lot. So um, my first medium was design um, and I work a lot with fabrics. And so that's where I've kind of come from. And when I started writing, I started writing about my experiences in the studio creating and what I was experiencing, what challenges I was facing, what kind of blocks I was coming up against and how I was navigating those. And I, I started writing about that. And so in that way, it, it very much stemmed from my design work. But I find now it's also coming back around the other way as I as I write more and as I connect with more people online, my experiences with writing and hearing from other people actually comes back to influence the work I do in the studio. Um, and it actually, it really helps me work through what I'm dealing with in the studio by writing about it. And I think it's funny, often um, I won't quite realize exactly how I feel about something or what the solution is until I've, until I've written it out um, on my website. And then I, I kind of come to my own solution and then other people weigh in um, you know, by leaving their own experiences. So I kind of, I kind of feel like it's going both ways now, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed on your site that you've helped a lot of people break through some of those challenges, those low points within their artistic journey. And can you speak to that a bit more? How has your website kind of helped people or influenced people to burn through some of the, the barriers that, uh, they, they might have um yeah definitely it's I've actually been overwhelmed by the amount of people who have come forth and let me know that I've, I've really helped them just you know either through um you know working with me personally like in a in a in a program or just reading my writing on the blog you know someone who I didn't even know was reading and then all of a sudden has gotten in touch with me and said you know what this you know this piece of writing this really helped me today and I think it's a lot of it is about um, as creators, I think often we're working on our own. So we're very isolated and it's easy to feel like the challenges you're facing are yours alone and that, you know, there's no one to kind of talk to about them. Your friends and family may not be doing that kind of work. Um, I personally have a lot of friends and family who have, you know, a conventional kind of office job or public service job um, and I guess they're not really experiencing the same things that we are when we do creative work so a lot of the time I think it's um, finding someone to connect with who understands what you're going through um, who is facing the same challenges and who has found a way to get through them and that's really what I share on my website I share what I'm facing and how I'm overcoming them and I guess providing a source of inspiration to people um, to move forward, to get past what they're facing. And I'm finding it, it, it works really well for people. Um, they connect with the ideas and, um, you know, I, I have some people who email me who say, you know, you, you're always spot on with what you're writing about that week because it's exactly what I'm going through. 
And I find that interesting because I think we are all going through the same things and that's why, um, you know, that's why the site works. Hmm. Yeah, so you've kind of keyed into and been very transparent about your own journey and that in turn has helped other people. Do you um, also, for content besides your own, you know, uh, journey, do you um, kind of research and delve and pull what other people have uh, been going through as well? Or is it pretty much based on your, your own experiences? Um, I've certainly, I've definitely responded to feedback. So from my own audience, so I've done a few uh, kind of questionnaires with my audience, asking them what they're facing. And I've definitely integrated some of those things into my blog posts at times, because I've recognized that a lot of people are kind of struggling with this issue. And it's something that I need to talk about. Um, also, you know, from people commenting or sending me an email, I've integrated that in terms of um, looking more broadly at other bloggers, I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't really done that. Honestly, I've had so much content and so much to write about without even having to do that. I guess if I ever reach a point where I'm, <laughs> where I've run out of um, ideas or I'm stuck, I could, you know, I could start looking at that. But honestly, there, there has just been so much to write about just from my experiences and my audience's experiences that I haven't, I haven't really had to kind of go looking for the ideas in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it it does definitely. You've um, well, you've definitely hit a chord, and it's great to see because that whole inspiration, being able to inspire people in that way, that must really give you energy. And do do you find that that um, it's not just artists, but maybe such people as entrepreneurs who are you know uh, building something? Do you run into them as well, or or? Um, so far, the site has mainly been people who do something creative in the traditional sense. So the my audience is, I've got a lot of artists of all kinds, so painters, sculptors, mixed media, all types of artists. Um, I've got a lot of designers as well. I think that probably resonates because I'm a designer myself. Um, I've got a lot of writers as well. I've got some people who I guess would identify as craftspeople or crafters. Um, and then I guess I, I do have a few people who may fall, possibly fall more into the entrepreneur um, area who are maybe doing uh, programming or more uh, computer-based graphic work, um, who may be working as professional graphic designers, animators, uh, programmers, working on apps. So that may be where the crossover happens, but it, it's mainly been people who would traditionally identify with the creative arts yeah 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 because it it there there is some i i can see there being some parallel just because of the uh you know isolation and throwing so much into a process a uh, creative process it's like uh art you know the birth of your art is also the the birth of a um a small company let's say um it's Definitely. in the beginning yep. it can be you know, so many downfalls and then you have some quick wins and then you more downfall. And it's like, where is the light at the end of the tunnel? You know? <laughs> yeah, but. I can definitely, definitely see the correlation there. Um, I mean, and perhaps it's, it's about, you know, where my audience have found me. I've, um, you know, traditionally reached out on uh, artist networks or connected with people 
uh, via Twitter or uh, via posting, doing guest posts. And perhaps it's, it's about, you know, what I've been talking about on those sites and who I've been connecting with is the reason. So potentially there's, you know, an un- untapped group of people there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what, what have you been working on recently? Um, so I, I have been doing a lot of writing for, for the creators. So, um, my weekly blog posts, which are always ongoing. Um, I've been doing some, you know, guest posting work for other websites, writing for them. Um, then in terms of my studio work, I have been working on some new designs in the studio, playing with, uh, textures and different weaving techniques and basically just doing a lot of experimentation. Um, you know, looking at, um, kind of what direction I want my work to go in in the future. I'm heading to the studio later today and I was just writing down some ideas um, actually just before I got on the call and I think sometimes you just an idea just comes to you. So I've I've just been writing that down so I'm excited to get to the studio this afternoon to to work on that. So yeah, just a lot of I, I guess a lot of play at the moment which is I think the really exciting part of creating when everything is uh you know, you're in a play mode, creating mode, and everything is very free. Yeah. So, and that is, a, it's a fun, the play part of it. Is there, are there um, particular habits or creative habits or, that allow for some structure so that you can play that you kind of have relied upon or found yourself um, using more? I think I think my biggest creative habit is really just about showing up. So I make sure I spend two to three full days a week at least in the studio and I really take that time to arrive in the morning and give myself all day and tell myself that I am going to be here all day creating and I find that works really well because I think a lot of um, – a lot of the problems people face when they feel like they, they, they can't create or they can't get started is really that they're looking for the inspiration first. They're, they're waiting for this bolt of inspiration and then they'll do something. Whereas I find it really works the other way around. And um, I, have a, I have a favorite quote, which is by Picasso, and it says, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working, which I find um, you know, a really interesting point because a lot of the time people start from the other way around. They're looking for the inspiration to hit them. So I like to make that a habit to spend full days in the studio and to show up whether I'm feeling inspired or not. And I find that even when I'm not feeling inspired, just being there um, helps. It, it helps inspire me. I do end up doing work whether you know I'm, I'm feeling it or not from the start of the day. So I find that habit really helps just keeping showing up to your work every day um, and that's, that's probably my, my biggest habit and my biggest tip to creators who are struggling just to show up. So let's say just, you know, to play devil's advocate, because definitely yeah. showing up is, is a big part of the game because time and seat, you know, it's gotta be there, mm-hmm. but let's say you sit down and you've got your time open and, um, and nothing's really coming to you. Okay, I would say to play with your materials. So, you know, of course it depends what your medium is, but whatever your medium is, play with your materials. So if it's fabric, get your fabric out and just start playing with it. So don't have any expectations of what you're going to create. Don't um, feel like you need to, to have the big idea. 
but just start playing around with it. Start cutting it up. Start um, piecing it together. If you're if you're an illustrator, take out your um, pencils and just just start sketching anything, absolutely anything. And I think that really gets things flowing. And not having that pressure is also really important because I think when you're under pressure for a big idea, I think sometimes it can stop it from coming out. Yeah, definitely. It it the <laughs> like it has to be the next your next masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. So, um, in you, it's it sounds like you your audience, at least for your writing, has you know really inspired you to continue to do so. But what about in the studio? What inspires you, um, you know, to to produce? Um, I think at a, at the heart of it, it's it's something within me. I have a a desire, a craving to, to be creative. And certainly in the past, when I haven't had the opportunity to work on my art, um, I've really felt it missing. I, you know, in the past I've had, uh, you know, a full-time day job and I just haven't been able to commit the time. It's been, it was very difficult. You know, I'd come home exhausted. I'd feel like I couldn't do anything. And at times like that, I would, you know, just be sitting in my office all day, craving that creative connection so suddenly um now i i I feel very lucky to be able to to create you know what you know whenever the inspiration hits me and definitely on those full studio days that i give myself in terms of what inspires me beyond that that inner desire um i would say that there's a lot of different things so looking at other creators work is definitely very inspiring so um, I'll find inspiration not just in my own medium, but in other mediums. Um, I really, uh, I really love abstract artworks, abstract painting. Um, I really gain a lot of inspiration from the colors and textures used in those. Um, I gain a lot of inspiration from nature, so uh, I really enjoy just um, being out, you know, in beautiful natural scenery. Um, and also, just I, I guess. Um, just everything, the culmination of everything. I think every experience we have throughout our lifetime comes together and I feel like they, they they kind of percolate in my mind and then I'll have an aha moment and all of a sudden an idea will come out. But I know that um, it's probably, it's not just one thing, it's all these different ideas that I've been letting in that have come together in a special way. Yeah. And how do you, how do you stretch yourself? Because you've been creating for a while um and you've been able to you know do this uh regularly now um how do you how do you stretch your boundaries sorry can i get some clarification on what you sure because you know creating you know day in and day out and you get into a groove um and it's a good mode um, but sometimes, you know, even when you listen to music, let's say you'll you'll hear an artist and you 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 can recognize their sound because they've they've gotten into that sound, but they don't necessarily always break loose from it and go outside. Or you okay. look at an actor yeah. and they've they they fit a particular role, and those that really stretch their boundaries, you can see their their creative potential just explode from that. And do you? Uh, are there ways that you kind of push yourself a little bit to, to move beyond what you already know? 
Um, that's a that's a great question. It's something I haven't really thought through before. Um, but I guess at the moment I am stretching myself. Um, as I said before, I'm doing a lot of uh, more experimentation in the studio at the moment. I am working with new materials. I'm working on some new ideas. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to sources of inspiration that I hadn't looked to before. So I've been looking a lot at uh, the Japanese uh, designers who have a very distinct aesthetic and it's something that I haven't really delved into before. So I, I guess in that way, I, I, am, I am stretching myself. I am looking to, to do some slightly different work to what I've done before and um, perhaps, yeah, stretch myself in a way that I haven't yet Nice, nice, and and I don't mean to put you on the spot there because <laughs> I, you know, it, it we're, we're all you know kind of stretching ourselves every day, but it, yeah. it is kind of fun to say, okay, well, I wonder, you know, what where's the limit? And how can I go beyond it? But it, yeah, when someone says, well, are you stretch yourself, you know, it it can kind of feel funny, but I, I think that's great. So you're, how did you stumble upon the Japanese part? Um, it's something I've always been interested in. So I visited Japan about two and a half years ago and I became really interested in Japanese culture while I was there and it, it's something that's been sitting in my mind ever since and I just haven't really explored so at the start of this year I, I, I really got very interested in looking at their work more so I've created a beautiful mood board in my studio around Japanese design um, you know, I've collected imagery um, that relates to that and done some research into their methods and it's it's certainly very interesting and it's um it's very unique compared to what I've looked at in the past so it will be interesting to see um, you know the final product of that certainly of you know I've um, been working on a few pieces this year but it will be interesting to see where I take it yeah. Yeah. And then are you familiar with the hero's journey? Yes. Yes, yes. I am. Okay. I, do you, is there a particular um, journey you, you'd like to share that has allowed you to, to, you know, come upon your creative potential as much as you have? Um, yeah. In, in the past, many or, or a, a large or small journey that, that has kind of propelled you forward. Okay. Um, I think my main hero's journey has been about my struggle between uh, creativity and and monotony, I guess, the monotony of everyday life of um, you know, working in a working in a conventional job and not being able to let my creativity come forth. And um, I, I actually studied originally a business degree at university and I thought that was the path I wanted to go down and I got my first job out of university in an office working at an insurance company in the marketing department and I felt really stifled in that environment. Um, I think I've always been a creative person but I, I, I guess I thought that was what I really wanted to do to, um, to work in marketing but it turns out it wasn't. And um, my time there was definitely very difficult. I, I felt very stifled in that environment. It was very monotonous. It was very hard to get through the day. And the whole time I felt like I had this creative fire within myself, which wasn't being let out. I wasn't able to create, obviously, <laughs> um, while I was at the office. When I come home, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of 
feeling this uh, exhausted, deflated state where, I, you know, I really wanted to do something and I really felt like I had something to share, something to give. But, um, you know, having also received, um, you know, no training in, in the arts or in design, I, I, I wasn't really sure where to turn either because I only had, um, you know, my own experience of, uh, you know, doing kind of arts and crafts behind me. So um, I suddenly hadn't delved into it very, very much. Um, and during that time of, of working in that office environment, um, it was a struggle, but little bit by little bit, I, I really started to let my creativity come out. So I actually enrolled in a design course at, um, a, I guess you would call it college here, not a university, but a, I'm not sure. Um, it, yeah, so basically a college. Um, and I, I started doing that course and little by little, I, I was able to let my creativity out. I was able to explore the things I'd been wanting to explore. Um, I also started a writing project with a friend. Um, we, we made a zine together and that was a, a lot of fun. And so bit by bit, I was able to start doing more and more creative work. And the more I did, the more I loved it. And I really realized what had been missing and, and why I had found it so hard to be in that monotonous, environment in that office and um you know fast forward a little bit to today eventually I left that job um I pursued my design studies full-time ended up becoming a designer I've now got my studio I um you know am now writing about creativity on my website every week and I guess you know so my hero's journey is really about that struggle um of creativity, of wanting to be creative, of not being creative, of not being able to be creative, and then finally busting through that. And that's really given me such an appreciation for um, how, how special it is to be able to do work that you really believe in um, and how many people out there are not, not in a situation where they feel they can do that, you know, whether because of you know, actual um, imposed limits such as financials or just, just um, in their heads. So, they might have a belief uh, that they can't be creative because they have some blocks or some self-doubt or inner critics going on. So um, that has really been my hero's journey, the struggle between creativity and non-creativity and, and getting to the other side of that. Yeah, the monotony part <laughs> and the, the cubicle land and the, the office yeah. setting and, the, and such a, a, a difference to where you are now. So those people that are in that struggle, what advice uh, would you give if they're at that point and they know, let's say, that they need to break free and yeah. be creative? What advice would you give to, to get to the other side? I would say to start small. I would say to start doing just one small thing because I think it can feel really overwhelming when you're in that situation. You're working 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week or however many hours a week you're working. It can feel really over the top to, to think that, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to be a designer and I'm going to do all this work. I'd say start with some one small little thing. So maybe, you know, enroll in a creative class, like an art class or something like that. Um, or maybe just find a little bit of time every day, even if it's only 20 or 30 minutes, just to sit down and do something creative. Because I know 
that's probably the biggest thing is that there's no time and the time you do have, you're either busy doing other things or you're completely exhausted from the rest of your week. So I'd say start small and take it from there. And if you enjoy what you're doing, find a way to make it work. So I think often um, the way people feel they are trapped in a certain situation, a lot of it is self-imposed and it's not to say that some people truly are, um, you know, trapped in a financial sense. I know, you know, there's many people out there with a lot of um, family commitments or um, big levels of debt and it can be difficult to kind of break out of that and I understand that. And certainly um, in the past when I've, you know, uh, I've, you know, written for other websites and I've given advice, a lot of people take a lot from that advice and there'll always be someone who says, you know what, that's just not going to work for me because I've got all of these expenses or I have to keep going because of my family and I totally understand that. So I'd say start small and, you know, from there bigger things can come. So what what might be an art class this year, next year might turn into an art class and um, doing some creative work on the side, which might then uh, turn into making a small side income, uh, then being able to, you know, move towards a more flexible working arrangement like a part-time and, you know, bit by bit doing it because I don't think, I don't think many people go from working a full-time office job to being a full-time artist. That's probably very rare. <laughs> yeah, the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step, right? Um, I think so. Definitely. Wow, nice. Well, thank you. That's um, great advice and, and a lot of good stuff there. Okay, I wanted to ask you one one more question. It just had to do with the mood board because you, you mentioned that a couple times. How would you describe your mood board in the sense of not necessarily the the physical sense, but the inspirational sense. Like um, if you would give us a, a picture of your mood board and how it inspires you um, or how it plays within your, your creative habits, how you use it, um, what would that, that be? Okay. Um, so my mood board is basically a collection of pictures, uh, which I have found inspiring within the theme I'm working with. So I'm looking at um, mainly Japanese designers, the Japanese aesthetic. So on my mood board, you would find uh, some pictures of Japanese design work, um, some more experimental, um, abstract art type images, and also some uh, nature imagery. So. Um, Japanese design is very much influenced by nature and by the seasons, so I've incorporated some of that into there. Um, and then also some reading that I've done on Japanese design work. Um, I've incorporated some keywords um, into my board, so I don't have my board in front of me at the moment, but um, a few things I can think of from there is uh, the space between, so looking at the space in between um, a garment or an object and a body or, a, you know, a building and what lies within. And, uh, you know, one of the Japanese design aesthetic principles is that it's not about the object, it's about it's about what lies in between those two things, um, something I found really interesting. So uh, I hope that gives you a bit of a better idea. Yes, it does. Thank you. And you swap those out. You know, you have various mood boards that you use at different times. I do. So yeah. once um, once I've worked through this concept, um, I may look at changing it over based on some new work I'm doing. So I'll dismantle that board and I'll create a new one. And I find it, it does keep things fresh and it keeps my inspiration front and center. Sweet. Nice. 
Well, Michaela, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's I, I love your website, and I have to say anybody who's feeling you know, a little bit stuck, or even if you're not, to, if you're wanting some inspiration, there's some great um, posts on there. Um, and as well, you've, you've got the, uh, the uh, book um, and, and the uh, manifesto, right? I do. So um, I have an ebook called Creators at Work, uh, which basically delves into the art and lives of three different creators and looks at um, their inspiration, their working habits, I guess a lot of what we've discussed um, today on the podcast. Um, but in terms of these uh, three other creators who are all uh, very talented and have some amazing ideas, um, and also they share their own tips Um uh, for creativity, how to do your best creative work. So that's interesting as well. Um, and then the manifesto is uh, basically a uh, it's a printable poster. So you can stick it up on your wall or have it um, on your computer or stick it into a, a notepad perhaps. Um, and basically it's a call to arms for creators. So it's it, it's inspiring. It uh, puts you into action. And it's, it's basically something you can look at every day and seek a little bit of inspiration from as you do your creative work. Um, and, uh, you know, for those listeners who are interested in getting those, you can get those. They're completely free. All you have to do is join the Creators Loop, which is my mailing list. Um so if you head to forthecreators.com, uh, you can uh, just sign up to the email list there and you'll get those um, ebooks sent to you. Nice, nice. Um, great. And you've got um, some things that you do, like the seven-day creative uh, challenge. And um, so you, you're doing a lot of great stuff and um, definitely worthwhile uh, visiting your site and, and checking out on Twitter. So. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been great. That concludes our podcast here with Creative Habits. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned next week when we get to hear from a professional British playwright. <laughs> <laughs>